Welcome to the Did You Know podcast by Verisource, where we interview founders and executives at amazing technology companies that can help your business save time and money and grow, especially bring awareness to smarter, better, faster solutions that can transform your business. Hello, everyone. Thank you for uh, joining us today on another episode of the Did you know podcast with Verisource. This is Victor. I'm one of the co-founders. And uh, today I have one of my uh, favorite solutions. And as you guys know, we have you know, a lot of different partnerships, but this is actually one of uh, my favorite, also, one of my favorite solutions, but also uh, the founder is just so smooth. Uh, we have Elton uh, on the call. We'll introduce him in a second, but Elton is uh, the CEO and founder of Vanahai. And essentially they're an automated network penetration testing platform. And, you know, once I understood what they built, it just made so much sense and, and uh, it's needed, you know, so welcome to the show, Elton. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So why don't you give us a little intro of yourself um, and then maybe go into, uh, again, that founding story, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. what what were you doing before and what made you have that aha moment that you're like, you need to go out and do this. And um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, Vanahai Security, we are an automated network penetration testing platform, and we primarily focus on the network level, right? So um, we do offer some additional traditional cybersecurity services like web app testing, wireless assessments, uh, red team engagements, social engineering, the whole nine yards. But uh, we primarily focus on the network level when it comes to penetration testing. And um, so my background, right? So just to kind of backtrack a little bit as to how I got started into the industry. Uh, so first of all, I've been hacking since I was 11, <laughs> right? Yeah, so right. Uh, for a really long time. For you or uh, like, okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was, I was, I was uh, back in AOL, you know, we were all like in the chat rooms and stuff like that, having a good time. And um, <laughs> yeah. wow. I'll, never forget, I'll, never forget, I'll never forget, somebody sent me a file and I opened it just out of curiosity. And next thing you know, my screen started going crazy. They started like flashing a screen. It was really like the matrix, right? The screen was wow. black. Uh, you could see the cursor blink and uh, blink and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, you know, what's going on? What's going, you know, what's the, what in the world is happening here? And yeah. so the person that did it to me, they actually showed me how they did it. They were like, Hey, I hacked you. They started opening and closing the CD ROM. I think they printed something out on a printer, just doing a lot of freaky stuff. And there was a, you know, a tool called Sub7, ProRat, NetDevil. Those are very old, popular tools in the, uh, I guess, the hacking community or InfoSec community. Um, and so I just started doing it to everybody else just out of curiosity. You know, I really wanted to like, <laughs> yeah. I just I just wanted to get access to computers. I didn't care who computer it was. I didn't care wow. what was on the computer. I just wanted to know, could I get access? Wow, <laughs> so, that's awesome. Be- yeah, so I became very, very passionate about that. Uh, it's kind of funny, passionate about hacking uh, as a kid. But anyways, um, started learning how to code in Visual Basics and, you know, wrote my own AOL Instant Messenger client and um, just really kind of went that route for, for several years as a, as a teenager. And uh, I didn't realize you can get paid to, to hack until I got much older. And so I got my first opportunity back in 2019, I believe, uh, to, to work in, you know, basically cybersecurity. It got promoted pretty quickly. And so for the last 10 years, I've been pen testing, um, you know, as a, as a professional pen tester. And obviously I have a, a coding background too, starting, starting from a while back. And so the reason I started Bona High Security was because as a penetration tester, there's just a lot of inefficient issues, right? Like I am a very impatient person, right? Like, you know, f- 
like in in a good way. Like when I see a problem, I want to you know resolve it. I want to be the person to get involved to resolve it. I don't like to just talk about things for for years and months and meet about it. I like to to actually do it. I'm very I'm very driven. I love. I'm all about action, right? And so a lot of the challenges that I ran across when working for other companies is that, you know, I believe that we could do things a lot better as a penetration tester. Like for example, penetration testers don't like writing reports. We hate it. We just want to hack and we want the report to write itself. But uh, I was trying to move towards that, right? Like, so, hey, you know, we're, we're hacking companies all day long, but we're having to like copy icons back and forth in Word documents. Like there's a something weird about this doesn't seem to sit right, <laughs> you know, with me. And so I proposed the idea behind like automating reports, you know, something that you would think should be automated and would have been automated for a long time. And just never really got a lot of traction. And so that's what initially got me to to go out on my own because I just got tired of doing things the old way very slowly and very inefficiently. And so I wanted to build something that I could, you know, use to automate myself as a pen tester and deliver much better results through efficiency. And that's pretty much the the, the, the story behind Von High Security. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, what an amazing childhood. I, it'd be interesting to go back, ask, find all the friends you had back then and see, uh, you know, like uh, what you found on their computers, I guess, back then, if, uh, if they're still your friends. But, uh, but no, that is so fascinating because, you know, I think you had all the ingredients, right? Like not only do you have a cybersecurity, like you're interested in hacking and then, but you also are a coder and then you kind of see all angles of this, this problem. And uh, yeah, no, it's absolutely uh, amazing. And obviously this is a problem. I mean, especially cybersecurity, as you know, right? It is like wildfire today. I mean, there's so many bad guys out there. It's a very profitable business for those guys. And um, they're obviously trying to, uh, obviously every company for compliance reasons or another, they want to make sure they're protected, maybe through compliance or just insurance. Like they want to do pen testing for themselves or make sure they're, they're as good as they can be. Um, but the fact that right now, like kind of for people, for a lot of companies who just do it because they have to, or they just hire some guy to come in and do it once a year because one's maybe expensive or they, don't, they just feel like it's something they need to do. Right. It's like, I just need to buy car insurance. I don't know. I guess I need it. So I just buy it. They don't actually understand what the report says or what it is. Um, you know, what would you say? To, how would you explain pen testing to, you know, founders or stakeholders at these SMB mid market companies? What is pen testing? Why do they need it? And um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we'd like to kind of touch on the difference between pen testing and vulnerability assessments because I think, you know, the vast majority of the listeners probably understand what vulnerability scanning is, right? So vulnerability scanning is really just you, you run your typical open boss, Nessus, uh, you know, rapid seven, whatever. Um, and typically vulnerability scanners are designed to just tell you, Hey, here's a vulnerability. Here are all the things that could possibly happen one day in the future if you don't do anything about it, right? So it just basically tells you the things that could happen. And that's where it leaves off. And that's, I think that's why there's a lot of like issues with vulnerability management remediation because there's just so much noise and people don't really know what to focus on. But when it comes to penetration testing, that's where, you know, we're, we're, we're now talking about impact, right? So the vulnerability assessment told you that this vulnerability could potentially lead into X. Now from the penetration test perspective, we're basically proving it, right? We're taking the critical issues that, you know, regardless of their severity ratings and the vulnerability assessment, we're taking those issues and we're actually exploiting vulnerabilities, conducting lateral movement within the environment, escalating privileges, looking for sensitive data. And the end goal of a penetration test is to prove the impact of the vulnerabilities, right? So we want to, at the end of the report, we want to say, hey, here's all of your sensitive data. 
here's all of your intellectual property. Here's your confidential things that you didn't want people to get access to. Like, here it is. Here's a screenshot. Here's the proof, right? And then the penetration tests, what we do is we basically say, hey, these are the things that we did, or these are the tasks that we were able to accomplish in order to get to this sensitive data. So we're, we're picking up where the vulnerability assessment leaves off. So we're not just saying, hey, this vulnerability exists. Here's something that could possibly happen. We're actually showing it by impact. We're demonstrating it, walking you through that process, and then showing you how to fi- uh, fix each single step of the way that led to us getting access to that sensitive data. Yeah, and then you're kind of automating that through your platform, which is you know part of the game-changing aspect, because when you can automate, you can scale, you can you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, be more cost efficient as well. So we'll get to that. But I guess walk through, you know, the audience, um, you know, uh, like how, how, what, what is the current way of, what's the old way, right? And a lot of people still mm-hmm. are doing that old model, which is again, maybe to hire a consultant, they hire, you know, somebody to come in once a year, kind of do it as a professional service. What, what is the old way that's manual, that's not efficient, right? And, and then talk about kind of how you guys are doing it through automation, because that is amazing. Obviously, you know, um, we'd love the audience to schedule, you know, demos uh, with us to, to see it live. But can you walk the audience through, like, what's the, what's the problem people are facing in the old way and how, how are you guys solving that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a lot of inefficiencies on both sides, right? When it comes to scheduling, right, looking for that penetration test, and then even on the other side from the pen testers, basically on the execution. So to start off with the the customer looking to do a penetration test, the old way would be to look around to see what cybersecurity companies available, obviously, uh, get some pricing information, uh, try to figure out you know when are they available to do the test. What does the methodology look like? Uh, get some sample reports. Basically, you have to kind of call around and figure out who can do your work for you. Um, and with that process, right, you'll, you know, we all have discovered that when it comes to traditional pen testing is extremely expensive, right? Like it's extremely expensive. And that's just for one time, not, tw- not you know, not twice, not three times, just one time. Um, and then not only that, but typically depending on the time of the year, you know, you may not be able to get a penetration test scheduled for the next two or three months. And then on top of that, Whenever the pen test kicks off, whenever you get that person engaged, it can take another month or two just to even get the results, right? So the start to finish process for, hey, I need a pen test is like, it's extremely like, it's, you know, very time consuming. It takes a long time. It's very expensive. Um, And it doesn't really provide as much value as we're seeing today with automation, right? So, and then on the the penetration testing side, just to kind of elaborate on that a little bit before I kind of dive into what we're doing. So... As the people who were typically doing a penetration test, right, the penetration testers were, you know, usually having to run a lot of commands uh, manually over and over and over, having to write these long reports, which obviously increased the cost for the customer because they're, you know, they're doing a lot of inefficient things uh, rather well, than automating a lot of those tasks. So we make sure I understand. Mm-hmm. So the, the pen, for the pen tester who's actually executing the work, they have to, mm-hmm. what do they have to do to even find, oh, they have to try to hack the system or they use tools or they have to do the testing and then they take all that results and have to go back and write a 10 page, 20 page, whatever documentation of what they found manually. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Very time consuming. You have to take that report, um, you know, write it up, go back and forth with QA for a, a couple of days, and then you finally deliver it. Um, and there's just a lot of like, issues with that process, right? It takes a really long time. And I mean, if the consultant is doing two assessments at the same time or even three, 
which is not uncommon for pen testers. I mean, it can get very confusing. You can stop mixing up data. If you have two clients with the same name, like, you know, let's say the client, the proof of concept, I mean, the point of contact name is Bill. You've got two of them named Bill and then you get the names mixed up, IP addresses mixed up. So there's just a lot of room for error as a, as a human, you know, conducting a penetration test. Um, and the way we've solved both of these problems, right? So on the customer side, now, as opposed to having to like call around to figure out who's available, when can they do it? You know, how many millions of dollars is going to cost, right? They could just simply log into the platform, schedule their pen test to run whenever they want, right? They could have one run running today or tomorrow or on Christmas. Um, there's no limits as to when the test can run, right? And you can also do it more than just one time. So, um, you know, rather than just that once a year pen test, you can now do it multiple times a year. And on top of that, right, um, the cost is only 30% of a, you know, of a one-time traditional pen test. So you could basically do however many test uh, assessments you want throughout an entire year for just 30% the cost of a traditional single pen test, right? So there's a lot of benefits that we've been able to add as far as the, uh, the cost goes. And uh, of course, um, the turnaround time, right? So because we're not having to manually conduct all of these tasks, we could, you know, we have that automated. So rather than waiting two months for a pen test report, I mean, you'll get your results back in, you know, just a matter of a few days. And because it's automated there, you know, it eliminates the, you know, the possibility of typos and errors and mismatch and stuff like that. So there's a lot of uh, things that we've seen from the automation side that has significantly improved the way penetration testing has been conducted. So what about on the pen tester side? Could they leverage this or is this more of a competition to them uh, or, or how would they leverage uh, this tool? Yeah, it's, you know, it's honestly, it's really cool. Like the kind of feedback that we've gotten from penetration testers, you know, as we were starting to build the solution, I really thought that we were going to have a lot of pushback from pen testers. But, you know, when we get on the phone with them, that they, like they fall in love. They're like, oh, yeah, I absolutely hate writing reports. And we just get each other. It's like we all are on the same page. It's just that, you know, we're they can use our solution to basically do all of the things that they don't want to do. So that they can use VPN test to, to run the assessment, not have to write the report. And they could focus on things like web apps. Right. Or they could try to dive a little bit deeper into some of the other exploits that aren't necessarily as common as the ones that we're exploiting. So they could take that time to, to dive a little bit deeper if they want to, um, without having to deal with the headaches of like the back and forward QA and the reporting and stuff like that. So there's a lot of ways that the pen testers could use the platform to also make their job a lot easier. And they, they, so far they've loved it. They, we haven't gotten a lot of pushback with it, surprisingly. Yeah. So, uh, I got a billion dollar question for you, man, because, uh, I mean, that, that's the type of potential I see if, if you guys, prove out the question I'm about to ask that this thing is game changing, right? Um, it's, I mean, anytime you can automate such a expensive and big, you know, uh, category, you got something awesome. So, you know, obviously when you automate, there's always the risk or concern that it's not as good. It's, it's, you know, sure, you, you have some upside, which is, you know, it's faster, you can automate, you know, and, and all of these things. But is the accuracy, is the level of testing, is the results, you know, better or the same, right? And that is, so not, I, I want you to not only tell me that it is, which I'm sure you, you're going to say it is, right? But how is it different? How is it better than the reports that people are generating? Because if, again, you know, if, if the people doing it, uh, has better results because of X, Y, and Z, but they are more expensive in those things. Okay, now now you got some comparisons, right? But the billion mm -hmm. dollar comes in when hey, 
you're doing it cheaper, better, faster, and you're more accurate and you're automating. So walk us, I think that's the key thing. Love to hear from you Mm -hmm. on the results of the report. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we do offer proof of concepts, right? So a free trial. So partners have the ability to basically sign up, do a pen test compared to the last res- uh, the last pen test report, and we do you know like some some calls as well to kind of walk them through the report to to help them understand and stuff like that. So we've actually had a lot of partners and even larger size MSSPs and cybersecurity companies compare our reports with the traditional pen test report from either the previous year or side by side with their consultant, and the results are typically you know, very close to the exact same or us providing a lot more. Um, and then to kind of walk you through like, like our methodology on how we're able to accomplish that and what we're doing. So whenever our automation completes, we actually have a QA process where we basically go in, we have pen testers on our team that are kind of playing the role of, Hey, you know, I bet you can't do this. Right. So it's kind of like a cat and mouse game for us. And so what we do is we basically take that opportunity in the QA window, which is two business days to see if there's any opportunities or any things that the platform didn't find or things that could be automated going forward. And so if there are new things that, you know, a person is able to find because they just happen to dive a little bit deeper or go a different angle or whatever, they will take that result. Like we'll take that, that, that process and we'll go back and automate that going forward. And we've been doing that since the beginning of the platform. So, I mean, you can imagine you have a human that's constantly trying to prove the platform isn't working. And when they find these different areas, we go back and we, we, you know, we implement it. Um, so we have a process that allows us to continuously build based on what a human is doing. Right. So it's never at a point to where it's like, you know, we've automated everything. It's time to walk away. We're constantly making sure that we're improving, finding different gaps that, you know, human would find. And that's, that's, that's how we keep the results just as comparable as, you know, um, you know, to, to previous uh, tests. So, so why network uh, pen test? Meaning is that just because of your expertise and, you know, the easiest category to kind of start with? And I heard you say you have other, I mean, there's other areas of testing is the goal uh, or w- what the roadmap is to be able to automate this concept of automate testing through other uh, categories as well? Or w- what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, yeah, my background is primarily on the network side. You know, earlier on, early on in my career, I used to do both web app testing and network testing. And so um, when I moved to different, you know, larger cybersecurity companies, we had different teams to do web app stuff. So like the AppSec team, and we primarily focus on the network side of it and more red team engagements. And so that's primarily, you know, a lot of the things that I wanted to throw into the platform was all of the things that I was doing, the people I was working with was doing so that we could, you know, I could automate that process and that logic. Um, and then of course, too, when it comes to like network testing, there's a lot more like, uh, you can predict a lot more than you can when it, yeah, as opposed to like web app testing, for example, there's a lot of, there's a lot more dynamics, uh, when it comes to like web app testing compared to, you know, network testing, every FTP server is an FTP server, right? There's not really too much you can do outside of the, the standard things to interact with an FTP server. But when it comes to like web app, web app testing, I mean, there's a lot of different things that change. Everything is different when it comes to different applications, right? So, um, and, and also too, when it comes to, you know, media compliance and, and, and liability, you know, cyber liability, uh, liability, you know, the primary focus is really, uh, network penetration testing. They want to make sure that the environment is, is secure, right? And so we, we have a pretty good handle on, uh, building out more and more logic to, you know, to feed onto the network pen testing. Uh, as far as our roadmap, I mean, we do have, you know, the capability to perform like wireless testing, like automate that. I mean, obviously it's not a, you know, as high in demand as it would, you know, as it was prior to COVID, but, um, those are assessments that are, you know, primarily command line driven as well that we can automate. So we do have some other services that we want to get into down the road, but, uh, but yeah, for now we're, we're, we're heavily focused on the network side of it. 
So for, you know, again, the business owners um, who care about security, they, they may not have the resource expertise to really understand cybersecurity, right? What, what would you say to them as what are they really dealing with? Even the SMBs, right? The mid-market, like what are they dealing with this new world where cyber criminals are everywhere and they're targeting everybody, right? And like, what, what are they dealing with that they're not even aware that you want them to know like, hey, you might run it once a year, but like, it's not enough. Or like, hey, this is what you're you know, dealing with. You're, you're playing with fire, right? Like what, what being a security expert since you're 12 years old, <laughs> you know, like what, uh, what, advice or what what would you tell these business owners what they're really you know uh, should be concerned about yeah i mean i think one of the biggest problems that we see is that companies don't believe they're going to be a target you know it's it's always you know there's this common thing where like if you're too small or something like that uh you know you'll see some people say well you know we don't have anything for an attacker to 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 do you know to compromise us for and you know no one would target us we're too small blah 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 but um the reality is i mean there's you know, kids that are just sitting on the internet looking for vulnerabilities, you know, like you have some motivated attackers who are looking for specific things and, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you have some like motivated attackers who have very specific objectives in mind and stuff like that. But then you also have a lot of people who just want to like get into like hacking. And so the first vulnerable company that comes up, they're going to go after them just because it's it's easy. You're sitting behind a computer. I mean, why not, right? You just want to see if you can compromise an environment. A lot of curious minds out there. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely say that you know um, you should definitely be aware and be mindful that you know it's it's possible that you could become a target. You know, a lot of small businesses go out of business you know due to a cyber attack, right? So it you, you know you just don't want to become one you know end up in that scenario. Um, and then I know that there's a lot of companies who want to do pen testing and stuff like that and you know improve their security, but it's just that the cost of these traditional services are just too expensive. And so um, yeah, I mean they're solutions out there like us that will bring the cost down and make it more affordable and, and, and possible to to actually get into cybersecurity and start implementing security uh, controls. Sure. So a couple last questions for you. So, you know, as company go to the cloud more and more, whether it's AWS, Azure, GCP, other cloud services, how does that impact uh, the pen testing? It, does that change anything at all? Does that kind of impact? As a lot of even their firewalls, all these things start to go into the cloud, you know, how do you guys work with that or, um, yeah, how does it like complement or does that kind of impact what you guys do? Yeah. Um, so there are like new aspects of like cloud, you know, like cloud uh, security assessments that are kind of a little bit different from pen testing. And we do those too, but for, for more of a manual basis. But um, when you think of like the cloud environment, we do have some pretty large customers that their cloud environment is basically just like an on-prem environment. It's just that rather than having physical devices, those devices now live in AWS, right? So they would deploy our virtual machine the exact same way as they would do it as if they had an on-prem environment. It's just that, you know, their environment is now hosted in a different location, pretty much it. Um, but a lot of like the, the network stuff that we, we typically run across that are on-prem are still present in the, the cloud environment. So... Um, there's a little bit of, of shifting there too, but, uh, we're able to accomplish the same goals. Just, you know, just, they're just hosted in a different environment, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Uh, look, you should go like start a, a class or something. I feel like every time you, you, I talk to you, like you teach me a lot and I just love hearing you spill knowledge, you know, but, uh, but yeah, my, my last question, uh, for you, man, is, uh, you know, if you have to give one advice, um, to, you know, 
founders or, you know, company owners or stakeholders listening to the show, one advice, whether it's a personal advice, business advice that you're really just like really passionate about that you believe in, what what would be that one advice you would uh, give, you think? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is really just be open-minded because, um, you know, honestly, when I started like this journey of my business, I was just intending to build something for myself to become a better pen tester. And as we started putting together more and more code, we started opening up like other opportunities for automating more and more stuff. So I totally understand people when they're like, yeah, this isn't possible. You know, you can't automate pen testing because I was once in the same shoes, but now being more open to it and kind of exploring that area, you know, you know, obviously believe that it is possible. (laughs) Right. So I think, you know, we should definitely just, just like ask ourselves, you know, uh, well, not necessarily say it's impossible, but you know, maybe the question should be, you know, how is it happening? Or, you know, what's, what are the things that it's doing behind the scenes? Because when you think about just technology in general, um, automation is something that we've seen um, more and more of, right, over the last, like, what, five, 10 years. Um, when you used to mention the term AI, like five, six years ago, people looked at you like you were crazy, like, oh, man, here we go. Another buzzword doesn't mean anything. It's going to go away in a few years. But, but here we are. You know, things are happening automatically in the world, you know, self-driving cars and kitchens preparing themselves, like preparing the meals and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I would definitely just just say be open minded to the possibility of things changing, even if we don't know how it's going to change. Just know that it's possible. And it's just a matter of like, you know, how is it going to happen? That makes sense. So. Yeah, no, you know, you know, when I talk to you, I would think, man, he got it all together. He knew this from the beginning. He just, you know, he's <laughs> sharp and man, he just figured it out and made it happen. But it's interesting to hear you kind of say, like, I didn't even know it was possible. <laughs> you know, like you made it, you made it work. But no, it's an amazing product. And we're super excited to partner with you guys. And uh, no, I really appreciate you spending uh, time with us. Yeah, likewise. I appreciate it as well. Thanks for the opportunity. That was an amazing episode of the Did You Know podcast with Verisource. Hope you enjoyed it and got some great insights from it. Make sure you follow us on social media for the next episode. And if you want to get the best deals from the guest today, make sure to send us a message at sales at verisource.com.